right. Welcome, everyone, to the Women's Empowerment Series. Welcome to episode 41. And I am such an honor and honor to have Sherry Thackers with, Thacker with us from Montreal, Canada. Yes. So, Sherry, it's such a, it's a wonderful to have you in this beautiful episode today. Thank you for having me. I love that intro. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's why I said, let me mood. put the video, get us in the mood. <laughs> Yeah, and then we go. So, so the Women's Empowerment Series is our, our series where we uh, have a conversation about uh, empowerment, but also about about work and uh, the experience that you have. So we have guests and leaders, women leaders from all around the world who are doing incredible work. And the idea is truly really to be inspiring, to give some tips, to give some advice, and uh, to share your journey. Because you know, more we share stories, more we become really role models. And that's what the world needs more of today is leaders to stand out and to be able to, to share their journey with others. So it's really an honor to have you. You are an incredible female leader with so much. Yeah, yeah, you really are. We're not going to say we're talking about the 80s before coming in, but we might come in in the conversation. <laughs> but you are, you Regretfully, have, I can remember the 80s. <laughs> yeah, we all do. You know, yeah. So uh, I'll let you introduce yourself. Tell us about what you do, your work, your focus, and your journey. Sherry, the floor Absolutely. is Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. I've been an entrepreneur for the last 25 years. I started off owning a little retail pet store um, back in, geez, 1996, 97, and uh, went and yeah, it was it was a great experience at the time. My first introduction to to business, mm -hmm. and uh, went on to work with my dad in in the car leasing and sales company. Mm -hmm. Started uh, a woman's entrepreneurial networking system for about six years in the uh -huh. early two thousands, right when webinars were just starting to uh, PC webinar. I think it was called way back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, got into health and fitness for the last 15 years after my own transformation. So I had mm -hmm. a brick and mortar gym for um, about eight years and then transformed 100% online in 2017 wow. and uh, ran an online company exclusively online for the last seven years, did online coaching, online fitness, um, all the things mm -hmm. until last summer. I said, you know what, I'm almost 50 and it's time for a new chapter in my life. And it was time to really shake things up, starting with the conversations that I was having. And I just found that it was time that I wanted to move away from people who were maybe, you know, in a depression or on anti-anxiety medications or things that for me, I'd been speaking with for the last 15 years, and I wanted to have more energetic conversations. I wanted to have um, exciting problems for helping people to build and scale their online coaching business online. Mm -hmm. And after having sold well over $1.5 million in online health and fitness products, I decided that it was time to help other online coaches achieve their dreams online as well. Wow. Don't you go like skimming through the big celebrations? It's like, okay, did done this. Let's move to something else. Done this. Let's move to something else. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to welcome some of the people join us. Hi, Selma. Hi, everybody. Let us know where you're connecting from and jump in the conversation. Sh uh, share with us your questions for Sherry and me. I think sometimes the, the picture stops from Wi-Fi. But 
So let's go back because this is all exciting. So you obviously reach a seven-figure business and then you're like, okay, let me do next. Let me go to the chapter. Do you take time to just stop and celebrate that and be proud? I, I wish I would do that more. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that because there's always that next thing yes. that you're working towards to, yes. to stop. And I, I do remember um, my first five-figure day, I'd closed over $75,000 in sales in 45 minutes um, after a webinar. It was my first really you know successful mm-hmm. webinar. Mm-hmm. And I remember definitely being on a bit of a high um, mm-hmm. that day. And it wasn't necessarily for the money. It was more the experience, of course, that was yeah. you know, definitely adrenaline building. But it yeah. was also that achievement of crossing a, a finish line, you know, of saying mm-hmm. I was able to do that, that this was something I wanted to do and it was something I was able to do. So that was definitely that. a great feeling. Well done. Well done. Congratulations. And uh, and it also helps you uh, strengthen your confidence, you know, through real results. You're like, you know, I've done it. I don't need to prove myself again. And somehow you find yourself attracting more of it True. with ease more than anything. Yeah, that's uh, thank you. We have some nice comments for you. Uh, amazing personality and proud and all of that so this is very good Sherry so so let's go back so you know I told you to send me something about the snow and your picture is so beautiful and it was your pet is it linked to your first uh, love and entrepreneur for having a uh, you know like starting with that or is it something that you just connected with I, I didn't follow what you said what, relative so your to the experience, snow. When you started, you started your experience uh, with a, a, a shop for pets. Yeah, that's how you started your entrepreneurial oh. journey. Yeah. So yes. what, is that a business side of you or is it something that you, you know, you grow into becoming year after year? You know, I'd have to say that um, entrepreneurialism is largely in your blood. It's definitely part of your mm-hmm. DNA. And I think that it's becoming more and more trending nowadays to be an entrepreneur. But I think that a lot of entrepreneurialism requires a risk taker, that person to jump into the unknown, the ability to, um, you know, work with the idea of not knowing a reliable paycheck or a pension or, um, you know, health, health insurance, all of those things. Mm -hmm. So there's a, it it takes a a certain type of personality to just really believe in themselves so much that for them, it is far worse to work for somebody else and do a nine to five and punch in and punch out. Like in my world, that's like hell. I would be signing up for hell the day um, I'd have to, you know, have a job. So uh, as an entrepreneur, you are excited to create. Yes. Excited. I could talk about um, running a business all day when it comes to how to manage a customer in this situation or what type of marketing strategy do you want to use to promote this thing and what kind of pricing do you want to have these are conversations that I'm sure I talk about in my sleep mm-hmm. and they've always been that way as I said my first um, I would call it more as a volunteer work was helping women get started in business back in the early 2000s mm-hmm. um, and and 
being able to help guide them as far as what kind of resources were available at that time in Montreal to help them get started, ideas on how to kick off and get clients and so on. So to me, the fitness, the pets, the cars, they were widgets. It was what I was selling at the time. Mm -hmm. Although it's a unique distinction because there's the part of you that is so passionate about what you're doing, whether it be pets, health, cars, whatever, you're excited and there's a lot of passion. For example, in the fitness business, you're very personal and up close with your clients. It's not a widget in that sense. You are dealing with somebody's life and when they you know, can fit into their skinny jeans, their high school skinny jeans, you're like, oh, yes, amazing. That's a celebration that you feel emotionally. And then there's the business side of things where it's completely different level of excitement for a completely different reason. And a lot of people I find don't understand that distinction. When you're a client, you don't understand that there's a completely different challenge in actually running the business compared to the challenge of helping them lose 10 pounds. So that is is very unique. Yeah. So you started by like playing the role of an advisor, business advisor, an incubator to women who are running their businesses. But that wasn't online. That was real physical business in the beginning. So what do you see the difference between the running the physical business and the online business? You know, where that's the field where you work on today. What's, what's the big difference you see? The bigger difference was in the period of time. And now, no matter what kind of business you have, you need to be online, you need to have a social presence, and you need to have an extension of what you're doing online, because a lot of what you're doing online is going to drive traffic, you know, to your local business. So even if you're running the groomer up the street, you know, when someone is going to start Googling, you know, the closest groomer, and then they're going to look for those five-star reviews, and they're going to look for photos of that studio. Do I even want to drive my dog there? Does it look clean? What are people saying about these people? So it really, I mean, and this girl is, you know, two kilometers away. I, I walk my dog to to drop yeah. her off there. Yeah. So um, it really doesn't matter what kind of business you're running. And, and yeah. Uh, even with my hairstylist, and I wouldn't know I have hair, but I do. Um, you do. And when I, <laughs> when you do I, have beautiful hair. It's just in the back. I just, I just didn't put it up today or, or do it today. Um, but I said to her, you know, Instagram is where it's at for your hair extension business. It is. And, it is. you know, you need to have a huge demonstration of what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that it was more the times uh, of that device being different than mm-hmm. um, whether it be brick and mortar or on, online. So it's really what's what you're saying, and I think it's absolutely true, is that no everything has become digital. Even if you have a product, even if you want a client to come to you, to you, you need to be also playing in the digital sphere and standing out as uh, as an expert or as a reference in the digital sphere. And I think that's what make it, I don't know if it's more complicated or easier. I mean, how do you see it and how do you see it with clients? Um, do you it think depends is, yeah. if you're tech savvy or not. You know, yeah. if you've been, if your dad had a mechanic store or shop for 40 years and you took that over and you've had, you know, their grandkids coming with their cars, it's, it's not 
it's not so much of a, necess uh, a necessity for the for the next foreseeable five years or so, and then EVs exactly. are going to come and kind of take over that. But um, you know, I think what's more important right now for any business is to understand that AI is coming. It's going to come mm -hmm. very fast, and if you're not tech savvy, you're going to get run over by uh, by what's coming. So. The clients that I work with, I'm encouraging them to step back to understand what AI will do for your business, to not mm -hmm. fear it, and that you have a lot of people who are, you know, putting their head in the sand and saying, I don't, you know, it's too much. If there's a lot of fear associated with it, so it's really overwhelming and can cause a lot of anxiety, you know, mm -hmm. so you've got to say, okay, as a business owner, there's an opportunity for me to leverage AI for me to leverage automation. It doesn't mean that Sally, who's been working for me for the last seven years, is going to lose her job. We just got to figure out what skills she's going to bring to that equation so that she can leverage AI in the job that she's doing. And that mm -hmm. might shuffle her roles a little bit, but it doesn't necessarily mean she's losing her job. So I think since mm -hmm. November, you know, the rules have dramatically changed overnight. And the people who are going to get ahead of the game understand what this is, how to leverage it, how to profit from it are the people who are going to skyrocket ahead. So why do you say since November? What is that? What is that shift? What happened that the world um, changed over? Yeah, so ChatGPT kind of, uh, you know, AI has certainly been around for a while, but um, ChatGPT was kind of announced as this free opportunity for anyone to start coming and start playing around with it. Mm -hmm. And I would say if I spoke to 10 people in a day, less than one has started mm -hmm. to use ChatGPT unless they're in that space of copywriting or um, yes. design and they're sitting there going, okay, I got to figure out how this is going to change my business. But mm -hmm. a lot of online coaches have been like, oh, I turned it on once, but I didn't really, you know, it was down. So I never went back to it again. Mm -hmm. um, so I would encourage you to turn it on every day and figure out how to use it at least for a half an hour a day. And then you get more and more used to understanding how to leverage that tool and, mm -hmm. and the others that follow. There's at least 25 different AI websites that I could um, tell you about, which are ones that you should start exploring. So, uh, I mean, AI, uh, this is incredible because that's really uh, the big conversation happening today. And uh, Chad, GPT, GPT, that you say, it's like, how would you use it as a coach? I mean, I see my kids are talking about it a lot. You know, since we discussed, it's like, oh my goodness, yes, of course, everybody's doing homework <laughs> on this chat. I'm like, I cannot believe it. Yes. And so what would you use it for? Why would we know, need to know it so much? Is it because it's going to write for us? Is it because it will help you create posts instead of doing it on your own? Why, why would we need to spend half hour for? What, is, how, what, is, what do you see? I would, I would say it's really the equivalent of, you know, Amazon when it first decided to become an online bookstore. And, um, you know, the thing, the power that Amazon has over our economy today is, you know, something just so incredibly mind-blowing that they even have their own fleet of trucks that do True. their deliveries and so forth. Yeah. So this is simply the infancy stage of AI. 
and mm -hmm. understanding in the gradual, like right now we're in preschool of AI, of for us mortals being able to use it, we're yeah. really at the grassroots of saying, okay, this is like literally step one. So you have an opportunity to grow and learn with AI as it's being more developed and as the tools are, you can imagine that, especially with AI being able to write code, Anybody could essentially be able to go on there and say, write a code for a software that's going to be able to do this and that. So once, you know, so like such a large number of the population knows how to utilize this tool, you can only imagine so many brains putting opportunities available for all sorts of different types of businesses. For example, mm -hmm. you could have uh, and feel free to go and grab this idea and run with it, but you could have. Uh, a complete website that will go into your phone, grab a, a listing of a house of photos that you just took from a house and automatically upload that listing to your website with the house description, with the booking opportunity to book the house, to go and look at it with an agent or on your own with the lockbox, et cetera, et cetera. So within moments, a real estate agent could snap their fingers and have their entire listing portfolio, not just one house, but all of the houses that they have listed um, mm -hmm. through automation. So yes. For example, jobs like uh, executive assistants at this point, when when you as a, a big owner of a company say, OK, I need to book a flight to Austin for this um, conference that I want to go to, you can tell your virtual AI assistant, I'm going to this conference, buy me VIP tickets, book an associated flights that are in line with the conference dates, make sure to book the hotel. They're in line with the flights that you found for me. And it's a robot that did that whole thing for you. And that's where we're going with AI. So to be which able to learn how to use, mm -hmm. which means you don't, you can do, you can run an empire on your own using AI. Depending on what you're doing and what your needs are. But the idea is the specialists will know and become extremely good at learning how to prompt AI to yeah. do what it wants. Because if you don't give it the right prompt, you're not going to get back the right result. So it's like people... defining process. It's like in the normal business as a manager, you take a lot of time defining the processes. Once it's defined, then you don't have to worry about the team. It's just that you need to really spend maybe a week, two weeks, a month figuring out who's going to do what. And then you're good for a year. And it's a little bit the same, right? You just spend time figuring out what to ask and when, and you're good. I think that um, I'll give you an example of someone I've been speaking to lately who runs a magazine. Yeah. And I said that, you know, in to succeed in today's world, when you're thinking about the magazine, there's no amount of information coming that can be bought because chat GPT, I literally asked chat GPT this morning about a course I'm creating and whether or not this was a good name to use or not. Really? So I, I said, I'm working on this name. Is this a good idea to use this name for an online course? And it literally had thoughts to share with me. So, so what did he say? It, use it or not? He idea. said that assuming that your niche fits in with that <laughs> market, that's a great name. So really? <laughs> oh it's God. amazing where we're you going. You would need a coach or a mentor. You just use that machine to kind of but be that's your the difference. Coach. 
That's the difference because the information will not be able to be sold. It's the human contact. It's the accountability. You might have chat GPT, but if you're not someone who can get up and, and be disciplined and work for yourself, That's you might right. need that accountability coach. Uh, they will still, coaches will still be needed for a sense of connection and community. Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. your business, so example, this gentleman who's starting this newsletter or this magazine, I said that it won't be the magazine, the magazine will be part of the vehicle and it'll still be interesting to curate information. But what's profitable is the email list, is the avatars that you have created on certain data points so that you have this curated segmented email list the community of people who want to share in those conversations of the magazine, of the topics that you're talking about in the magazine. So it's not the, the articles because that will information on that level is irrelevant or will be soon. Mm. Wow. This is so powerful. This, this is like, it's, I mean, we always all have been talking about AI and AI, but nobody saw it coming this way so fast I, so many I people don't know that it's even here yeah that's right you know I heard I, I watched a video about a professor from Harvard Harvard MBA and they they issued you know they used GPT GP, you know this uh, chat GPT to define to get some uh, you know answers for the essay that we've asked and they said it was graded around B and B minus so even though, you know, it can provide anything, there is something missing. And that something is really that emotional side and that connection, which you will never get if it's not a person that is actually writing the things. Which, you know, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, good, good. That means you can still stand out compared to what this AI can produce, maybe. The thing is, is to not fear it is to understand that we're still human. We're still going to be walking on this earth. We're not turning into robots anytime soon. Hopefully and not. we have real emotions And the way to really excel in your business in the years to come is to if double down by robot era, you know. Yeah. The way to double down in your, let's say if you're an online coaching business, if you're a marketing agency, if you're a SaaS company, is that understand that especially in a SaaS company, you're already very digital between you and your customer. Yeah. So your product is going to do something that's going to serve them really well, which is fantastic. But people want to call and get support and speak to somebody over the phone. So don't mm. be so fast to replace your personal touch points with automation when people are just starving for things that are real. We talked before last week about, mm. you know, Instagram and all the filters and all the fake reality of, of what's not reality of what's happening out there. So That's the true. more you're real, authentic, you're mm. filterless, you're out there to connect with your client. You're out there to offer wins and support and a return on investment and all of these, you know, high touch points with your customer. That's where you're really going to win in this game. Yeah. And then have the warmth of connection. There is nothing 
as that. You know, it's like really connecting truly emotionally with each other. And uh, and that's why, I mean, even in my work today, I approach leadership as uh, a new way of integrating empathy in the way of managing your life and managing yourself. So it's a leadership with empathy that no one, no robots will ever, never, ever replace that. And that mm-hmm. comes from you, what you have inside you as, you know, in terms of empathy, in terms of love, in terms of humanness and caring. And that's where we will be lacking more of. It's like it will be cold. We need that warmth of. And just to give you an example, it's like you are such a beautiful shining light. And when you talk to you, you feel that authenticity. Mm-hmm. And in my own networking, you know, there was a high ticket sales lady who runs a high ticket sales coaching business. Okay. And her messenger, you know, was like, Oh, do you want to book a call towards a sale or whatever? I said, actually, no, I'm networking and I'm looking to understand what you do. See, maybe I might have some clients to, to refer you to. Let's get on a call and have a cup of coffee. So she booked the call, but she never showed up for the call, which is, you know, this, you know, we've been taught now for the last few years, you know, DMing people, reaching out to them on Messenger to book a call for discovery, to lead them through a process to sell them a high ticket program. And I think that that did work. Um, But if you're not doubling down on how to really create authentic, real relationships to be human with people and not manipulative, let's say. Yes. Yes, Sherry. That's the word. But it works because of people were, because, you know what, because it fake promises. That's why it worked. And it's not going to work no more. It won't because, you know, people have now spent their money on online high-ticket There's It's not to say that there's not more money to be made, but you need a win. You need people to win in your program. You need to be an authority and really be able to deliver information that's not regurgitated, that you have an authority to to bring to the table. That you integrate it because you own it, not to copy it. Yes, exactly. It comes from your own authentic experience. So Mm. I think that people smell these DMs a mile away. And you and I were able to to talk just simply by saying, look, I am a real person. I want to have a real conversation. I just want to get to know you. And let's see where we go from there. And that's just bringing it back the old fashioned way. And you know what I love? But what I, you know, okay, I'm going to share it if you allow me, because we'd like, you live in the snow. I miss the snow. I haven't seen the snow. And you sent me this beautiful, let me, let me put it up. This (laughs) this is life. You know, this is, wow. Yeah, let's go. It's so beautiful. I mean, look at this. That's my girl. <laughs> have you ever had an AI or a, a, a chat GPT conversation take you to feeling this? Never, never. Great point. Absolutely never. perfect point. Yep, that's yeah, the way. So much. I'm like, I'm holding this. I got to share this. It's just so perfect. Beautiful. And that's, you know, you, cause I said to you, oh, it's snowing. And you said, oh, I'd love to see it. And I said, sure, I'll send you something. And you said, well, make sure you do because yes. I'm waiting for it. And, and it went a few days and I'm like, oh, I gotta send her a picture. I promised her I'd send her, yeah. you see, but that's like just human connection. That's yeah. so important. I'm so glad yeah. you brought that up. 
And it's amazing because that's what we're missing. It's like bringing that, just be a person, feel it, yeah. take that moment and just enjoy it and laugh. We will always remember that conversation because of that little sure. pet in the snow, you'll never forget it. It's like, it's, you know, and that's what we want more of. We want to be able to, you know, put emotions and things and ground them with that. Because that's otherwise right. the day goes by, the month goes by, the year goes by, and it's one year after the other. And you look back, you're like, okay, I did this and I did this and I did this enterprises. What do you remember from all of it? Yes. What are those moments that made you feel you have enjoyed every part of your journey? No, and these moments are always emotional, always. Very true. It's not like you're on your deathbed saying, "I wish I'd closed one more deal." No, <laughs> no. It's like, oh my god, I wish I could run more on that snowpad. <laughs> yeah, I wish I saw one more sunset. I wish I was in the ocean one more time. These are the it's things that, you're it's, wishing. It's, yeah, it's like when you are thinking, "What are the best moments I want to integrate integrate into my day so that my my day feel fulfilled." You always say, oh, I want to walk more by the ocean or by the, or by nature. Usually you always bring mm -hmm. nature back. Yeah. <laughs> That's Very really true. nice. Hmm. We're going to have to do a house swap so we can enjoy each other's neighborhoods. Excellent. Very good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is amazing. So it has been delightful having you, Sherry, and talking about something so important and so serious because this is really changing the way business is doing that. We are completely in a digital era, digital era where we know and we don't know how to navigate because every day is new surprises, new innovation comes in. And the I think the most important thing is to stay grounded and keep the values and the focus on what means most to us because that's what stays on. Hmm. Very true. Yeah. So would you like to say last words before we close our session today? Um. Well, just that you can find me here on uh, LinkedIn if you'd like to go through your business and understand mm -hmm. the nine assets that truly make the strength of your business. And once you build those nine very strong, profitable assets in your company, your company is rock solid and you never have to worry about finding another client again. So feel free to reach out at any time. It's been a real pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being with me, Sherry. Bye, everybody. If you want to have any questions, let us know. If you're watching this on replay, hashtag replay. If you want to share it with someone who uh, doesn't know about AI and uh, chat GPT, this is, please feel free to share it. And uh, I'll see you soon.